Welcome to the Kaleo Life Podcast. You can find more resources for gospel living and information about us by going to our website, kaleo.community. Enjoy today's sermon. We're in Exodus 20. We're going to talk about the fourth commandment. And so let's read it. Uh, this is the word of God. Exodus 20 verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So this is the word of God. And how many of you are tired? Yep. How many of you have caught yourself almost every time that you're describing how you're feeling? Your go-to thing is to say, I'm tired. I do that a lot. Like, I, I, I need to be better about that because I do that a lot. Um... You know what my favorite plans are? Cancel plans, right? <laughs> I think I got to that point in my life where cancel plans are my favorite plans. Why? Because I'm tired, right? And I, and I think that many of us would probably agree. We feel tired. We are a tired society, right? Because we work too much or because we don't work enough or because we, are wor- we worry too much, because we're anxious, because we are uh, burnt uh, burnt down or, or whatever it is the case, but we are a tired people. And that shouldn't be the case, right? Especially for Christians, right? For people who know the law of God, for people who, who trust and believe in God, that shouldn't be the case. But unfortunately it is. And so I think that the fourth commandment to keep the Sabbath holy is actually very, very relevant for us. Now, uh, a couple of things I want to say before we get into into kind of the main point that I want to bring out today is that the fourth commandment is probably one of the more confusing ones because many believers look at the Ten Commandments and say, you know what, nine of them we're going to keep. But there is one, the fourth commandment, we don't know exactly how to keep it. Uh, some people say, oh, it's, you know, it's done. We're, we're under grace and so we don't have to worry about it anymore. Some people would say, no, we are, we are actually supposed to keep it as it is in, in, in Exodus, where we actually have to keep the, the, the day Saturday and take it off and not do any work. Uh, now there are some believers who would say, actually, now that we are, you know, members of the new covenant, that day has changed and now it's Sunday. And so Sunday, it's the Lord's day and we shouldn't do work on the, on the Lord's day. We should come to church and worship. Um, and then there are other believers. And I think I, I, you know, personally identify more with this. There are other believers who would say, um, I don't think that we should keep a specific day. I think that the Bible, the new Testament has given us instruction in saying, you know, in, in passages like Romans 14 and Colossians two sixteen, where Paul says, therefore, let no one pass judgment on your, on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon, or a Sabbath. Now, 
my intention, my, my goal today is not to resolve this problem, right? I think many of you probably see one of those views and identify with that view. And I think that's fine, right? Because right here, it's saying that we should not pass judgment over each other for these things. Um, so I do want to say a couple of things uh, just for your information. And if you want to talk about this a little bit more, we can talk more or I can point you to some resources that I've, that I've read. But uh, in terms of tradition, I think that the apostles and the early church, they begun early on to practice getting together on Sunday, on the first day of the week. In other words, the apostles, the early church, they at some point figured out that maybe the, the, maybe Saturday was no longer the day that they were supposed to meet. There was, it was no longer the day that they were supposed to keep holy, but rather they started meeting on Sunday, on the Lord's day, on the day, on the day that the Lord Jesus resurrected. And some people would even say on the day that Jesus began the new creation, right? So that's, that's in terms of tradition. Now, in terms of teaching, the teaching of the New Testament, it, it would be what I mentioned in Romans 14 or Colossians 2.16, where Paul says, we should all, we should, we shouldn't judge people who consider a day holier than other days or who consider all days equal, right? That is between them and God. And so I believe that in terms of teaching, the New Testament is actually saying the day is not as important anymore, but the idea of rest, the idea of keep, the, or in other words, just because the, the, the day is not as important anymore, it doesn't mean that believers are not called to obey the fourth commandment. Rather, it means that just, just as we do with all the other commandments and we look at them through the lens of Jesus, we need to look at the fourth commandment through the lens of Jesus's work, of Jesus's teaching. And we need to figure out what it means for us as believers to keep the fourth commandment. Now, in terms of Jesus, uh, you know, when, during when he came the first time that he came here to earth and and with his teaching and with the way that he acted it became clear that jesus was greater than the sabbath day right in fact jesus says i am the lord of the sabbath now to be clear jesus did not break the sabbath right that's one of the accusations that people make against jesus oh well but jesus broke the sabbath jesus broke the fourth commandment and i would say absolutely not he did not break it he didn't break the fourth commandment because otherwise he wouldn't be a suitable replacement for us right he wouldn't be a perfect sinless man had he broken the fourth commandment but rather just like with all the other commands jesus came and taught what what the sabbath actually meant and ultimately, I believe that Jesus is saying the fourth commandment is pointing to me. In Matthew chapter 11, right before there are two episodes on the Sabbath day, this is what Jesus tells his disciples. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So this is, I, I want to, to propose that this is how Christians keep 
the fourth commandment. We keep the fourth commandment by coming to Jesus and resting in him. We keep the fourth commandment by coming to Christ, the Lord of the Sabbath, and we rest in him, not necessarily on a particular day of the week, but actually every day of the week, right? We rest in Jesus and in his work every day of the week. Now, there are three principles that I, that I want us to see from, from Exodus 20. We're going to look at Deuteronomy as well. But these are principles about what it means to keep the fourth commandment. And so the first thing that I want us to see is that keeping the, the fourth commandment means resting in God as the creator, right? So if you look at Exodus 20, in verse eight, he gives the command, right? Remember the Sabbath day. He explains what it looks like. And then he gives them a reason in verse 10. He says, oh, I'm sorry, verse 11. He says, for in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So the first thing that I want to point out here is that we keep the Sabbath by resting in God as creator. In other words, we have to, keeping the Sabbath means humbling ourselves and recognizing that we didn't create anything and therefore we cannot sustain anything, right? Or we cannot create anything. God is the creator. He sustains everything. And that should give us rest, right? That should give us rest because it means that I can go to sleep eight hours a day and the world will continue to function. That means that I can actually take a day off and the world will continue to function. My family will not fall apart. My, my, my workplace will continue to work. My business will continue to flourish. The world is not dependent on me because I am not the creator of the world, right? God is the creator of the world. And so when we keep the fourth commandment, we are saying, God, you are God and I am not. And I'm okay with that. In fact, I'm, it's, it's incredibly good news that I am not God because I do not have that responsibility of keeping the world running. But unfortunately for many of us, the temptation is to say, no, no, no. If I do not put in that extra hour, if I do not put in that extra day, if I do not do this extra thing, then things will fall apart, right? And we fall into the lie of believing that we are the ones holding the universe together, but we have to remember that God is the creator. So the Sabbath, the fourth commandment is an act of humility and worship and recognizing that we are dependent on God that the world is dependent on God and not in us. And I believe that we can battle anxiety. We can battle uh, a, a feeling of being burnt out by intentionally resting in God's creative work. By intentionally taking time off and saying, wow, look at everything that God created. Look at everything that God accomplished. Look at all the work that God did and he did not need me for it. And he doesn't need me. He will never need any of us. And we can rest in that. That's really, really good. Now, the second principle, we get it from Deuteronomy 5. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, 
Moses is giving the, the, is retelling the Ten Commandments to the people of Israel, but he is retelling them because this is a new generation of Israelites. The, the generation that was taken out of Egypt, remember that they grumbled against God, they disobeyed God, and, and when they got to the promised land, they send the spies, and then, uh, kids, do you remember what happened with the spies that went to the promised land? Do you remember uh, Caleb and what was the name of the other one? Joshua, okay. What happened with the spies? When they entered the promise, when they went into the promised land to spy on them, were they like, yes, we're going to take this land? Or were they like, oh, they're too big. We can't do it. That's right. They were scared, right? They thought, oh, the people are too big. We can't do this. They forgot that God was on their side. And so, unfortunately, their punishment was that they would miss out on the promised land. And so all of that generation died and only the new generation was, was alive. And then um, Moses retold the Ten Commandments to this new generation as they prepared to enter the promised land. And so this is what Moses tells him in Deuteronomy chapter 5. Verse 12, observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. And then look at the reason that he gives him. He says, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from where, from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So the second reason why I believe that Christians should keep the Sabbath and the second thing that I want to highlight is that keeping the Sabbath means resting in God as Savior, right? The first one was keeping the Sabbath is resting as, uh, in God as Creator. And this second one is resting in God as Savior. It is interesting that he gives them different reasons, right? In Exodus, is the reason is because God created. And in Deuteronomy, the reason is because God save them. And I think it is extremely important for us to understand that our salvation, our approval before God, our justification, our standing with God is not our own doing. God is the one who delivered us from our sin, right? At the beginning of this series, we, we talked about how the Ten Commandments are not instructions on how to get out of Egypt. The Ten Commandments are rather laws for a people who have already been rescued out of Egypt. The Ten Commandments are not instructions for us on how to get saved, but they are rather instructions and laws that God has given to people whom he has already saved. And so I think for us to keep the fourth commandment, it means that we rest in the accomplished work of God for our salvation. It means that we rest in the accomplished work of Jesus on the cross, right? When Jesus was on the cross, he said, it is finished. 
He didn't say, you have to continue, right? I already took the first step and now you have to take the second step in saving yourself. No, he said, it is finished. He accomplished the work of salvation. And I believe that's why Jesus can say, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We can rest in the work of Jesus because he has already done the work to save us. He has already paid the price that we needed to pay for our salvation and we couldn't. He went to the cross in our place. All of us deserved to die on that cross, but he went to the cross on our place. He is the one that 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 uh, gives us access to the Father. We don't need to strive anymore. We don't need to keep working or trying to try to gain our entrance into God's presence. Jesus has already done that for us. And so we keep the fourth commandment by resting in the finished work of Jesus. And now lastly, we rest in God as a provider. So in Exodus, um, I think it's Exodus 16. In Exodus 16, we are told the story of how the people of Israel, they were in the wilderness and they were hungry. And kids, do you remember what God sent to the people of Israel when they were hungry, when they were in the desert? Uh, manna. manna. What is manna? It is food, yeah. Okay. It's a kind of bread, right? It's it's heavenly bread, right? It was a bread that God sent to the people. Grain. Okay. Okay, he sent quails. He sent food for the people of Israel, but he gave them specific instructions. He said, every day, only gra- only take enough for how many days? For one day, just for that day. Only gather enough for one day. But on the sixth day, how many days were they supposed to gather for? Two, Two days. Why is that? So that they could rest on the seventh day, right? And so it was an act of faith. It was an act of trusting that God would provide enough for that day and that he would provide enough on the sixth day that he would provide enough for the day of rest, right? It was an act of faith. It was an exercise in faith for the people of Israel. Do you remember what happened if they gather, if they kept any leftovers? Worms, right? The the food went bad, right? And so, you know, God gave them instructions. And of course, do you think the people of Israel obeyed right away? It took a little while for them to get it, right? Why? I mean, we, we laugh, but if we're honest, we struggle with the same thing, right? We struggle to trust in God's provision. We struggle. We always want more. We want to keep things. We want to, you know, make sure that we are safe, that we are taken care of. But remember the Lord's Prayer. We ask God to give us our daily bread, just what we need for one day, 
And so eventually they, you know, they worked out the wrinkles and they were able to keep the, the, the Sabbath. And then look at what it says. It says in verse 30, uh, Exodus 16, verse 30, or um, verse 29. See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Remain each of you in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. And then listen. So the people rested on the seventh day. Trusting God, trusting him as a provider, resting in him as a provider brings us rest, brings us restoration. It is good for us to trust in God that he is a provider, that he will give us what we need. And I believe that if we truly trusted in God's provision, I believe that we would not be stingy people. I will, I believe that we would be generous people, right? We wouldn't be like, oh, no, no, I need to hoard all of my resources because I don't know what's going to happen. But rather we would say, no, God is providing for all of my needs. God wants me to rest in his provision. And therefore I am going to be generous. I think that if we trusted in God as provider, we would be less anxious because we wouldn't worry so much about what's going to happen tomorrow, right? That's what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about tomorrow, about what you will eat or, or, or wear tomorrow. God takes care of you. And so keeping the fourth commandment for us means resting in God as our provider. So what are the three things? We rest in God as what? Creator. Second, we rest in God as Savior. And then third, we rest in God as, as provider. That's right. And ultimately, this points us to Jesus, right? And once again, I want to read these words again, because this is what I want us to take away. Jesus says to you, if you are worried, if you are anxious, if you are tired, Jesus says to you, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So why don't we finish by reading Psalm 131 together again. It's on your, it should be on your, it is on your music sheet if you have it with you still. And I'm going to invite you to stand if you are able. And we're going to read Psalm 131 together. Oh, Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. Oh, Israel. Hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. God, we thank you for your work, for your completed work. Help us to trust in you, to rest in you, and to come to Jesus for rest. In his name we pray. Amen.